Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, the 23rd of August, and it's hashtag day. And a big happy birthday to Barbara Eden, Alice Glass, Julian Casablancas, and Shelley Long. The man who sent British troops to Afghanistan 20 years ago, former Prime Minister Tony Blair, has been commenting on the Biden-led withdrawal. He referred to the decision to withdraw as based on an imbecilic slogan which promised to end the forever wars in a blog post. He then appeared on the Sunday morning talk show saying that the efforts over the last 20 years achieved a lot. The sacrifice was not in vain. What we achieved in Afghanistan matters today. It's, it's tragic what's happened. I think it's unnecessary. I think we made a serious mistake in doing this in this way. But it isn't over yet. He also thinks there was no need for a full withdrawal of troops and that it will open the door to al-Qaeda and a potential terror threat. We could have managed the situation. And the problem with what, what's happened now, and this is, this is my worry, is it's not just about the Afghan people and our obligation to them. On the ground in Afghanistan, the Taliban have continued to engage with the media and Abdul Kahar Balki from the Taliban's Cultural Commission spoke to Al Jazeera in the group's first official interview since it took control of Kabul a week ago. He says they're working to develop a system that will include rights for all under Sharia law. The consultations are ongoing and uh, of course it is going to be an inclusive system. Sharia law is known to everyone and there's no ambiguities about not only women, but also the rights of men and children. Ahead of Tuesday's G7 meeting, NATO Secretary-General Jen Stoltenberg says the world and NATO will continue to watch the unfolding story in Afghanistan and the Taliban need to be aware that the spotlight is on them. The eyes of the world are on Afghanistan. We expect the Taliban to uphold their commitments and ensure that Afghanistan does not again become a safe haven for international terrorism. The Taliban must put an end to violence around the country and uphold the fundamental rights of all Afghan citizens, men, women and children. Joe Biden spoke to the media on Sunday evening defending his decision to go ahead with the withdrawal and saying that he remains focused on getting the job of evacuating as many as possible safely done. Let me be clear. The evacuation of thousands of people from Kabul is going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, when we began. There is no way to evacuate this many people without pain and loss of heartbreaking images you see on television. Secretary of State Antony Blinken also gave an update confirming that large numbers of people continue to be airlifted as the Department of Defense ordered commercial airlines to join the evacuation efforts. Last 24 hours, about 8,000 people uh, on about 60 flights evacuated from Kabul airport. Since this effort began uh, at the end of July, about 30,000 people all told on our military flights and on charter flights. There were 32,253 new cases of COVID-19 and 49 additional deaths announced. Health Secretary Sajid Javid announced that a new antibody testing program is to be rolled out across the UK. It's intended to gather information on how much natural protection people who had COVID have and from Tuesday, home testing kits will be sent out to those who test positive. New Zealand continues to struggle with the Delta variant as their lockdown has been extended until at least Friday. 
COVID-19 Response Minister Chris Hipkins says it's proving challenging. Delta does raise some big questions that we're going to have to grapple with. Like, that's like nothing we've dealt with in this pandemic so far. Um, and that does change everything. It does mean that uh, all of our existing protections uh, start to look less adequate and less robust. He also managed a superb Freudian slip during his COVID press conference. Look, it is a challenge in higher density areas for people to get outside and to uh, spread their legs when they are um, quiet. Still to come on the Smart 7, Jay Hud is back and she's playing Aretha and tributes to one of music's greatest, Don Everly. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Smart Seven. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the Smart 7 Island Edition. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. It was a busy Premier League weekend with 18 teams in action across Saturday and Sunday. The big winners on Saturday were Man City, who beat Norwich 5-0 and saw Jack Grealish become the Premier League's most expensive scorer. Pep was happy with his 100 million man's performance. I hope it will be the, the first of many. And uh, yeah, goal and he was aggressive with the ball. Yeah, it was good. Sunday saw Arsenal lose 2-0 at home to Chelsea with Romelu Lukaku on the score sheet in his first game back at the club. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta says there wasn't much more his team could have done. When they have everybody on the pitch, they have world-class players, world-class organisation and uh, they demand so much during 90 minutes to try to match up that level at the moment is uh, difficult. There's a new biopic on the way. It's called Respect, and it's the story of the incredible life of Aretha Franklin, who went from singing in her dad's church to international superstardom. It stars Jennifer Hudson as Aretha, picked by the legend herself, which she says has meant quite a lot of pressure to nail the role. Respect hits cinemas on September the 10th. It's exciting, but it, it gives me anxiety at the same time. Like, oh God, what did I do? What's happening? Is she gonna be? Is, will she be happy? I don't know. It's a lot of emotions, but I guess because it's it's personal to me, you know. I don't know what she would say, and I'm gonna have an answer eventually. But I do know she would have something to say. The death has been announced of the last surviving member of rock and roll duo, the Everly Brothers. Don Everly passed away at home in Nashville on Saturday, aged 84. The Everly Brothers were early rock and roll stars with huge hits in the 50s and 60s, and their vocal style influenced many, including the Beatles. Rolling Stone called them the most important vocal duo in rock. One of their biggest fans was Paul Simon, who asked them to do backing vocals on his legendary Graceland album. Rest in peace, Don. We've got the Everly Brothers on there. What do the Everly sound like? Poor boys and pilgrims with families and we are going to Graceland. Too many words for them. But that reason to believe we all will be received in Graceland. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. 
produced and published by Daft Dog.